0: God's good, amen. He's given me enough voice to speak right now. <laughs> Personally, as a family, we've had a crazy week. Who's moved house before? Who's moved state before? state that's even more crazy. There's a few of you here today. We're moving 10 minutes up the road, but it's still crazy. Culling, getting rid of stuff, giving stuff away, best friends with the local op shops, and giving them stuff. Giving them stuff. On top of all of the moving and stuff that's going on, sickness to try, tried to take out our house. I've had a bit of a head cold across the week. It's not COVID in my eyes, and so I've lost my voice a little bit. Did a wedding yesterday. God's so faithful, isn't he? of you that know, uh, Tiana, uh, Tiana, Italian, and um, it's Trish Coons' daughter, and she lives in Brisbane, and her and uh, Ryan got married yesterday on the steps of our church. It was beautiful. And all the weather predictions said 90% chance of 20 to 40 mil or whatever. Well, it all happened after. So how good's that? God is faithful. And I just feel he's really speaking to us from his word this morning, from Psalm 46, verse 10. And many of you know this scripture, but be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. Moving houses requiring us to be still because we can get wrapped up in the chaos of all the stuff that we need to deal with. But the Lord says, be still. In the midst of all that, Allow me to guide you and lead you. He's our shepherd, amen, and he leads us beside still waters, a place of peace. So he's helped us. He's miraculously allowed Anita to let go of some stuff. I'm not saying anything that isn't true. It's been a great time of culling and removal. but God says, be still in the midst of all that we've got a truck arriving at 7 o'clock tomorrow be still (laughs) we've been unwell we've been tired, we've been whatever but be still and he renews our strength I just think that's the word for you in this room today half our churches are here today but that's okay, you're here got a bit wet, it's a bit hard for our you're all here though our, our seasonal worker friends but the rest are sleeping in maybe they're working No, they won't be working in the rain, I don't know, but that's okay. You're here, and the word for you is to be still. I don't know what you're facing or what you've been through. Some of you I do, but not everyone. And I just think God wanted this morning, we had another plan, but that's all right. We had a message from our state conference we were going to share, but God had other ideas. And I just think he's moving, and he just wants you to be still. Someone got the lights off and you might do it in the dark room. Be still. Don't get distracted by his next to you or what's around you. Be still and know that I am God. And man, the revelation that comes from having that peace in your heart. The peace that comes to your life. That peace that surpasses all understanding. Knowing that you have a God that loves you, that cherishes you. That would do anything for you. He would move heaven and earth and send his only son to die on a cross for you, would that God, that same God, not do the same thing for you right now, whatever it is that you need? We had some people come up, but I could see people out here being touched as well. I think you're in church today on time because God had a word in season for you and the word is be still. Be still in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of the pain, the suffering, the disappointment, Whatever it is you're going through, be still and know that I am God. And man, can he bring you through the toughest of things. He's brought us through this week. We're in the middle of the week. We're like, how are we getting through this week? But here we are. We got through the week. There's a little more to do this afternoon, but God is with us. Praise the Lord for no rain tomorrow. Just that, you know, maybe it's a bit selfish. still and know that I am God if you can cling on to that today, that's all you came to hear today is that you needed to just be reminded to be still in his presence make room for the Holy Spirit to speak to you allow God to come and bring you what you need forget about what you think you need because that's where we go all the time we all do that Let go of what you think you need and just understand that God knows what you need and be still and trust and cling on to that which you know and that is that our God is the same today, yesterday, forever. He's the same. We sing a song here, same God. He's the same God. Doesn't change according to our circumstances and needs. He is the same. We change. We go through our seasons. Life is seasons, isn't it? Winter, summer, spring, autumn. We go through seasons of winter where things are just cold and and difficult and there's loss and there's there's, there's difficulty. And then we go into a spring season where there's newness of life, something fresh begins to be birthed in you. And it's just exciting, isn't it? Who loves spring when the flowers are starting to bloom and the the bees are buzzing and all of that, well, that equates to our life when we go through a season of spring. We, we feel something regenerating within us. It's like a rebirth. There's something exciting happening, and then we hit summer, and everything's just in full bloom. Maybe it's a little hot. Who likes the heat? I don't know. North Pole temperatures for me and Steve. I know that. But yeah, it gets hot. This, this, yeah, I don't know about you. What do you like? You like winter. Okay. You're different. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Soccer season. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But it goes through, and, and everything's just going great. But then autumn happens. And things are starting to maybe change a bit colour. Leaves are starting to fall. Things are starting to die off a little bit. And then it, then it goes again, doesn't it? Life is a season. And we're all at different stages in that season. But you know what? At every stage, what matters? That we be still and know he is God. He's got your back. He's got what you need. In the winter season where it just seems hopeless, freezing cold, ice, not pleasant, be still and know that he is God. In the spring season when life is starting to bloom and new newness is coming, a freshness is coming, be still and remember that he is God in the summer seasons when you're sweltering and melting that everything's going off it's awesome, life is great be still, remember to do that that's probably a challenge for some of us because when things are good we sometimes forget to still be still and remember that there is a God that brought us to that place sometimes we only turn to God in the seasons of winter maybe autumn, where things are dying off and things are difficult, we're having trouble and difficulty but we need to turn to him in every season, season. when autumn comes and things are pruning and things are be still and know that you have a God that loves you so much that he'd do anything for you he loves you some of us struggle with that to think that he loves us oh but Pastor Jeremy you don't know what I've done you don't know my life, you don't know my story well I may never know but what I do know is that when you be still and know that he is God, wow, lives can get turned upside down in a good way. Maybe in a shake-up way too. Sometimes we need a shake-up, don't we? Get a little too comfortable. need some reminding that God is on the throne. He's in control. But we serve a good, good Father. And if all you came to hear today is that reminder to be still. Forget the busyness. Forget the images that come before us, whether it's on our phone, our TV, our billboards, or wherever we go, we we how many you said a figure the other day, how many images are we capturing every four hours? It's hundreds. Hundreds a day. You don't realise it, but you're seeing hundreds of when you're flicking through Facebook or you watching TV, all these images, things, you know, buy me and I'll make your life better or, you know, go this way or do this. It's directing your path, trying to. And all God wants us to do is to say, quiet to the noise. Maybe someone in the room's in that place today, or you just need to say, quiet to the noise. Just stop and be still and know that there is a God loves you so much. The images are steering you away from God. It's a a way the enemy can get into our lives. We get so occupied with the things of this world, but that hymn that we sang today, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. That means to be still. No distractions, no phones pinging at you, no TV in the background or radio. Wireless, if you're from the early 1900s, that's what used to call it. Wireless today is internet, right? Wireless was radio back then. And then FM came in, and that was like, whoa, big leap forward from the AM. That's another story. <laughs> Turn off the distractions. Turn off the noise. I want to encourage you, when is your quiet time with the Lord? Some of you'll be able to tell me straight away, and that's brilliant. Some of us maybe it's slipped, maybe we just stuff gets busy. Life gets full. But when is your opportunity to be still? If you don't have one, and then you come out with every excuse as to why you don't, let's let's just smash those excuses today. And go, you know what? Time with God is the most important thing in your life.
1: Because
0: if we didn't have time with Him across the week, we wouldn't here today, we'd be in bed probably just you know, after a massive week of a wedding and everything, but God is our strength he's giving me voice right now I didn't think I'd have this much <laughs> but it's because someone needed to hear that verse today to be still and know that he is God quiet the noise listen to the beautiful rain, what a blessing it is especially after the wedding brilliant rain, thank you Lord and it's going to rain all day today like this. And then at 7am tomorrow morning, it's just amazingly going to stop. The truck's going to come, move a bunch of stuff, and then it can rain after that. Is that okay? Sorry for the screening. You know, 10 years ago to this very day, the truck tomorrow. Oh, you don't even know this, is when the truck came to Pomona to collect all our stuff to move here. 10 years ago today. So it's almost to the day. Perfect timing, right? 10 years. Put up with us for that long. Wow. Some of you haven't been here all that time. Some of you haven't. I mean, no one's given us 10 years in ministry. You know, not many people last 10 years in a church. And I'm not saying that to make us sound like we're heroes or anything, but I'm just saying that unless you know how to find that still place that peaceful place where you can be still and know that he is God. That's how burnout comes. We get tired. We've had enough. We're doing too much. i am burnt out. Burnout's only a thing when you're... People associate burnout with you're doing too much. We do quite a lot. But we don't burn out because we have time without God. And we prioritize that. I want to encourage you. Don't don't think of burnout as I need to quit everything and doing too much, but burnout is, my question to you is, where is your be still moment? Where is your time where it's just you and God, no distractions, quiet noise? And allow him to just breathe on you. (sighs) Fill you with his presence. Strengthen you. Encourage you. Remind you all the promises. of yes and amen. Remind you why you came in the first place. That's what that be still time is when you get to have time with the Lord. It just refreshes you, it takes you back to that time when you first accepted the Lord. You know the fire only really goes out because we get busy doing stuff. You know it's probably there a little flicker, and you know i not saying you're all turned away from the Lord or anything. But what I'm saying is, is that same passion. It seems to wane in the life of a Christian. And I think it's because we get busy. We get familiar. Oh yeah, I've seen all that. Yeah, I've heard that message. Yeah, I know that scripture. Oh, I've read the Bible in a year, 52 times. Oh, whatever it is. Let's not get familiar with our God. His mercies are new every morning. And when you read scripture, there is something fresh for you every single time. If you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you as you read and not enter in with that familiar spirit of, oh, been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46, verse 10. Father God, I pray that you give us fresh revelation from your word today. Lord, I pray that people that are under the sound of my voice online or in the room will have just a freshness around that scripture today. Oh, I've heard that before. Be still and know. Yes, have my quiet. Lord, give us a freshness. Help us not to get familiar. Remind us of the value of spending time with you in your presence. I pray that you fill each one of us as we do this, as we prioritize time with you. That you would breathe on us again. That there would be a freshness that comes because of your goodness and your mercy. And your peace that you bring us. Holy Spirit, bring a freshness to our souls today. Lord, those that have walked in, having endured a challenging season, may they leave with their heads held high because you've done something in their spirit today. Holy Spirit, move amongst your church, amongst your people. Help us to have that. Freshness in our spirit revived again like a fire that's been fanned into flame. May your Holy Spirit breathe on us in such a way that we would be on fire again for you. God, we put you first today and every day. Remind us of the value in doing that. Remind us of the value in having time in your presence. ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Has that blessed you today? It was different. It was unplanned. And God's good. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you want to finish with anything. We haven't scripted anything. We don't know what's going on. We're just here in his presence. Steve had anything exciting to share That's what's the mm-hmm.
1: yeah. That's um, well I hadn't come to share this morning <coughs> as in I, I, I wasn't prepared to share but that scripture really spoke to my heart and um, about the time in my life um, that the scripture that I really Reflected on this same scripture, and really meant um, a lot to me. And I hope it—I hope part of my story—I'll I'll try and really keep it short, but I hope that something in this encourages you today around this scripture about being still, being still, pressing into God, knowing that He is God, regardless of the circumstance. <coughs> Hopefully, keep it together. Um, so. Uh, about 2009, um, you know how they talk about the eagle stirring up the nest for the little ones to, to leave. So, about um, 2009, I felt God stirring the nest, and uh, I was not, I think Nell and I had been married about two, three years, I think, probably three years. And we had Ellie as a little, oh, she must have been about 12 months old, or something. And I felt God's call to go and do something different. And it was um, to go and do further study, which was, uh, so my background's in agriculture. I had a degree in agriculture. I was working for the Department of Agriculture in New South Wales. <clears throat> and so, um, all right, what do, I, what do I do, God? Anyway, we felt led to go and um, do a, a PhD at Garden at UQ. In animal science, uh, specifically studying deer, which is something I know nothing about. I've never, I'd never seen a deer in the wild before I went and did my PhD on wild deer. Anyway, part of all of that was, um, you know, moving into state. <coughs> uh, we lived in work in northern New South Wales, so we did. moving into state, a little baby one uh, on the way and I was pregnant, she was about oh, six months pregnant when we moved. So we invested a lot, I sort of took on my long service leave because um, from a, a previous job because you can't do a PhD unless you've done either honours or masters, so you can't go on and do that next step. So we only found out after I would committed to doing it that I hadn't done honours, I had to go and do either honours or masters to go and do the PhD. That's all technical stuff. But what it means is I had to do another (coughs) year. Okay, and I had to do a year that was totally unsupported. I couldn't get any support to do that. So we had to live off my, um, what do you call it, long service leave. I took all my long service leave, all my holidays at half pay and I marked and whatever, um, at university uh, I did lots of marking and stuff like that for, for other lecture, for lecturers to get through. That was all good, got to the end of that <coughs> and um, and at the end of that year to get a scholarship, so you get a federal government scholarship, I'm sorry I'm upset about this but it's still very real. Um, at the end of that year. So I had to get a, a certain score, like I had to get an A-plus, if you can imagine, to, to then get a federal government scholarship to go on and do the PhD. So the, the score would be, oh, say about, about um, 88% or 89%. Okay, so that's what I needed. So I submitted my thesis for my honours, <coughs> score came back and I've got about let's let I can't remember Melbourne know the exact number but let's say I needed eighty eight or eighty seven point two <laughs> I went to see my um, supervisor he's overseas in South America on a study trip taking students on a ecology study trip and I had I had about 10 days to um, to say to the university, yes, I'll uh, I'll graduate and then and then move on. So this is sort of hard to explain, but if you graduate, you take you take the school. Does that does that make sense? Yes. And then I would have if I graduated I would have the, say I got the 87.2, then It was actually close to that, it was was only about 0.4 of a percent. So let's say it was 87.6 and I needed 88. So, at that time, I had two little kids, Nathaniel was probably, uh, he was nine months old. Yeah, he was probably two, two and a half. I had no job. No. Source of income. We got a mortgage. And I had no way forward. So what do you do? What do you do? I had a week. I had a week to make up my mind. What was I gonna do? Be still. Thank God. What's the next bit, huh? I, mean, I, can't remember. I will be exalted. I'll be exalted in here. The Lord of Hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So, um, so at the end of, uh, so about halfway through that week, Nell said, um, "You need to send uh, uh, an email. Oh, I feel you need to send an email to your senior lecturer." that you're a supervisor, sorry. Who's in South America. So anyway, I sent him an email and just said, oh, I don't understand how they can mark so hard as in like, you know, so close but not give me give me um, the score and I I sorta of understood why because one of the super one of the guys who marked was uh, very anti Christian, he was a very strong atheist, um, I had a Christian presence in the uni. Uh, he and I clashed, for want of a better word, because of our faith or beliefs. And, um, and, I, and I feel that's why I was marked so hard on his, uh, from his point of view. So get had two, two markers. The other guy passed me with flying colours. And um, so I really thought it was a, it was a spiritual attack. Anyway, I stayed in this. I stayed in this day. so for a whole week. I just pressed into God. I had nothing else to do. I had no work to do at the time. I just pressed into God, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So at the end, nothing. At the end of the week, nothing happened. You know, so I ran up the union I said, "Oh well, I can't. Um, I can't graduate with this school, So maybe if I defer, then when my supervisor comes back." Um, If I defer I can graduate in another six months we can try and work some sort of a plan and maybe there's some way of straightening up that extra little bit percentage-wise. So I rang him up and said I'm going to have to defer, I'm sorry um, I can't graduate, I need to defer and I was thinking oh maybe I could go and get a job for six months or 12 months or whatever it was. And um, the lady on the other end in the the whatever um, I honey went in the admin anyway. And she said, Why would you want to defer for? And I said, Oh, well, because my score is 87.6, I need it at 88. And I I can't move forward because um, financially I can't support myself through a PhD and and my family look after my family, she said. But it says here you've got um, 89 point something. I said, No. I said, I've got 87.6. She said, no. No, you've got 89 point something or other. And I said, really? I said, no, I have that in writing? You know. She said, yeah, mate. She it's no worries. You're right, Graduate, you've got first class honours. I said, are you absolutely sure? She said, yes. Oh, praise God! <laughs> praise God. I didn't know. He was working behind the scenes. My supervisor went into an internet cafe in South America just to send his son a happy birthday email. That's all he was doing. He was not checking emails. He was not checking emails for work. But there was just a little thing he thought, why is Matt sending me an email? When he opened his emails to send his son, he's like, why is Matt sending me an email? He should be, you know, he didn't know what's going on. He read that email. He put all these things in trying to, to get my score sorted out. I got a, I don't know, remark, mark, whatever. And and it all happened. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know. And I didn't even find out how it happened until about two weeks after. So um, I encourage you, if you're in that place, if you're in that place, if the giants are so big, if the situation's against you and you can't, Move forward. Be still. Be still. I had nowhere else to turn to. I used up all my leg, All the baby, that was bad. I had no, no. Uh, I had no plan. I had no way. I couldn't do it in my own strength. I hate you. He can do it. And He can do it for you.
0: We didn't have a plan today Well we did, but we didn't plan this I'm convinced there are people in this room That are going to be like Matt in, I don't know A week, a month, six months, twelve months time And you're going to look back on today And you're going to be able to get up like Matt And say, this was my situation This is where I was at This is what was going on and I got stirred to wait on the Lord, to be still, to allow him to take the reins of whatever the situation is you're in in this moment. And you're going to just be a walking testimony of his goodness because the scripture says he'll be glorified because of what happens from you waiting on the Lord. God is good. Amen. Give Matt another hand. That You put my PowerPoint up now. Just a few announcements before we close. Um, probably the first announcement actually is when it rains heavy like this, you probably notice it's a bit wet in the foyer because the water comes in and it goes. So I just need everyone to be extra special careful today not to slip or because there will be most likely some puddle water out there. People will try with mops to sort it of out, but it's just when that was built before we got here, uh, it just wasn't built the way that prevents water from coming in and now it's just too hard to fix they've tried a million different ways and we've managed to patch up the corner here where there was damage and plasters have been in finally and we're just waiting for that to get painted and um, the carpet will get redone in that space but that could take another six months I don't know it's just the wait list behind traders doing what they're doing so